there. I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. My guest today is Sharon McGrill. She is the host of and the owner of the Betty Brigade. Today, we're going to talk about how to bring peace and ease to relocating. You know, a lot of us are in relocation mood, uh, mode, and we're moving, we're shifting, we're changing our lives a little bit. And the Betty Brigade is a relocation organization company. Her mission is to help people live more organized and have less stressful lives. Yes, I'm a proponent of that. Uh, the Betty Brigade helps busy professionals with moving, home staging, anything really that needs to be done for you that you just don't have time for. So welcome, Sharon, to the show. Hi, everyone. I am back and I'm with Sharon McGrill. She is the owner of and the founder and the creator of the Betty Brigade. Yeah, Betty can help. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about your background. I know you're a professional organizer, but now you're, you're specializing a lot in relocation. Uh, talk to me how you got to this spot. Um, so I used to um, work in corporate life. And uh, when I did that, I did project management. So I took my project management skills and I applied them to a residential model. And when I first started, um, basically, I started because I wanted a um, I wanted when I was in corporate life, I wanted someone who could help me like this much, like grocery shopping or taking care of pets or meeting the repair guy or all of that kind of stuff. So we, so I really started more as a, like a concierge uh, type of business. And then um, what happened is that people kept saying, well, could you help me organize my closets? Could you help me uh, pack and move? And so the business over, and we're about to celebrate 20 years, um, uh, the business has really evolved. And so we really specialize now in relocation, in helping hoarders, in um, helping uh, people get their homes on the market quickly, that kind of thing. Wow, that's yeah, that's a good evolution. And you're right, it starts off where you're going to do one thing. And then they're like, Oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And um, I think it's interesting that you said that you help hoarders. Is that when they relocate or just helping hoarders in general? <laughs> yes, and yes. Um, so what ends up happening a lot with hoarders is that their family wants them to get help and they are resistant. Um, and so if we are working with an active hoarder, we ask that they are in therapy uh, because somebody's got to work on what's going on up here and why they're saving all that stuff. Uh, and because we can clear out their house all day long, but uh, it's going to come right back in. And so that's a waste of time and energy for a lot of people. And we don't want to do that. Uh, no so we, we want them to be in therapy. Uh, but but often their family says, you know, we just can't do this until mom passes. And so we get called after a, a loved one has passed and uh, we're helping get that home back on the market. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because you have to either have something that sticks or be able to do it after the fact. And you're totally right. It takes a team when you're working with hoarders, uh, for sure. It takes mm-hmm. a team and, and they have to be in the right mental mental set. So talk to me um, about as you were growing your business, when you jumped straight from corporate into doing this in residential, uh, what happened? Like what, what was the experience from, from jumping? Did you just quit cold turkey from corporate and jump into it or what did you do? Well, I, I, I quit with a nudge because I was downsized from my corporate job. So, uh, so it was really kind of like, okay, what can I do to supplement my income while I look for another corporate job? And so I was doing it kind of part-time on the side. And then I went and got another corporate job and that it just wasn't a good fit. And so I, said to the corporation, okay, well, um, you know, I would like to leave and I think you'd like me to leave. So how about a severance package? And and they did that. And so I was able to use my, my longtime severance package, plus some unemployment to help launch my business. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. That helps. So you, well, you already have the startup money. I mean, as I started my business on $49. So, you know, no matter where you come from, you can definitely launch no matter what it is, but that, that sounds like you had a built-in little plan. Had you already been doing a little bit of organizing on the side when you had your corporate? No. No. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've always been well, I actually, I shouldn't say I've always been an organized person. I have not always been organized. As a teenager, I was, um, I was a typical teen, like chaos and you can't see the floor and that kind of thing. And my mom would just shut the door and shake her head and walk away. Um, what happened is when I moved out on my own, I realized, wow, it's really nice to have an organized space. And, uh, and so that became the way I lived. And so here we are, yeah. I'm, you know now running this this corporation and uh we've got about 15 employees and it's exciting that's that's incredible and you know i think you're you're spot on that there's so many executives that they just need that little thing it's like just walk the dog or just make sure the dog gets a bath or i just need Mm -hmm. some groceries (laughs) or how about a grocery (laughs) list i've done that for people like you know creating the amazon grocery list that's in auto fulfillment you know there's all sorts of things that really busy people don't have the time to do and it's not that they're not smart or not capable they're just in a time deficit so Mm -hmm. you know that's really good and and all of and all of that was before um, you know, before all these grocery services that would just deliver right to your house. So, um, you know, this, this was a thing where you had to actually hire a shopper to go do these things for you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had to do it over again, would you change the way that you entered into the, into this, this new career, or are you kind of happy with the way it happened? (laughs) Well, I, you know, I, I think that, I'm a better person and a better business owner because of the mistakes, but there are some things that I wish I had avoided, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's just stuff that comes up for every entrepreneur. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have mentors. And, and so in the first, in the first five years of my business, uh, I had, I couldn't afford to hire business coaches. I, it, that was just too, not in my budget and too much. So what I would do is, um, I gathered a group of people, a, an attorney, a CPA, um, a business coach, and um, 
like just a couple other professionals and I would say, can I just take you out to dinner once a quarter? You guys get to network with each other. Um, I will create an agenda. I will feed you a nice dinner and you will just give me your opinions. And, and that's how it worked for about two years. And, um, and it really did help me, um, it helped guide me and it, and it was within my budget to be able to do that kind of thing. Cause it, it, it wasn't really, I guess it did sort of benefit the other people cause they met each other, but it wasn't, you know, they were just doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Like this was a, you know, this was kind of a, like, let's help a small business owner get, get on her feet. Yeah, you know, and everybody wants to help everybody in whatever capacity we can. There's you always like someone, can I really use your help? It's like, well, we immediately say yes. And then we try to figure out how it will work. Well, you're going to feed me a meal. Okay, yeah. Am I going to meet some more people? Sure. It sounds very Napoleon Hill of you, uh, that having your, having your it, board. It was very Napoleon Hill. And I love that book. Um, and so that's a, that's a book that I have read many, many times. And it, it, as a business owner, there's, uh, probably about three or four books that I read regularly and Napoleon Hill is definitely one of them. Uh, the other one is, um, oh, um, crud. It's the, um, I'm just blanking on the name. It's the one about franchising with the lady with the peach pie. She oh, bakes okay. the pies. You know what I, who I'm talking about? No, uh, uh, yeah, but I can't, I can't have the title on my brain either. So we'll come <laughs> back around to that. We will come back around to that. But, you know, I, I think, uh, definitely having a board of, of mentors, so to speak, or board of directors that are mentors was such a smart thing. Um, that's brilliant because you don't have to spend a lot of money to get really, really good feedback. You just need people mm -hmm. who care. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that that's something that um, I've offered to um, other entrepreneurs when they're getting started. I've said, hey, if you need somebody to just bounce ideas off or if you need somebody to sit on an informal board uh, for your for, you know, you know, the first year or so while you're getting started, I'm more than happy to do that so that so that I feel like I'm, you know, paying that forward. Yeah, yeah sending it right back out again for sure that's great so okay so you're an organizer tell me tell me about your favorite organizing hack what do you use every day that you just could not live without um i call it the the hot medium cold mesh method um and that's what we do with our clients like things that are hot need to be dealt with in the next 24 hours uh, things that are medium can be dealt with within a week and things that are cold if they never get dealt with it's a really okay like you know, reading that magazine article or, or, you know, getting to that, you know, that stack of books, like, it'd be nice to get over there, but it's not going to change your life. Yeah, exactly. Especially the magazine article. Uh, so how do you keep that organized? What, what, uh, what specific uh, program or what do you use for your team? Oh, um, so we just, um, like there isn't any particular program that we use. That's just something that we implement regularly with our clients that hot, medium, cold. Um, and we are constantly giving them, um, little bits of homework. So things that don't feel overwhelming that they can, um, do within an hour, um, so that they stay motivated. They stay within the, you know, moving their project forward, but they also don't feel like, oh, there's no way I can get through five boxes before the next time the organizer comes. Yeah. They, can, they can do one box though and, and say, yes, one box is a success. And um, you know, here's the thing that we need you to do before the next time we come. And that, that 
tends to work out really well is those small, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You do those small things. Yeah, absolutely. So don't get overwhelmed. Don't shut down. So, you know, you, you've started your business in such a smart way, Sharon. Um, what, what do you feel that you would do over? Would you change? Well, I already talked about that a little bit. There's nothing that you would really change um, except for just skip a few of the pitfalls, but we all have pitfalls. So talk about a time when you just felt like, oh, I don't know, I'm going crazy. It's not working or I'm overwhelmed. Uh, tell me about a time that you were in the depths because guess what gang every single person that starts a business has this happen to them so tell me about your experience and how you dug your way out of it so one of my one of my favorite business owners who now has a business that has over 500 employees he says that every business owner is one one wagon wheel away from going into the ditch and <laughs> and and i believe this like you don't um and the other thing he says that i think makes so much sense is that like as you progress in business it's not that you don't have problems you just have better problems you still have problems it's just different ones better ones um so so you know because when i first started i thought okay if i can just do this then everything will be great and it's not it's not like it's never perfect um be owning a business you have to be okay with it not ever being perfect because things are constantly shifting things are constantly changing and uh, i just was uh training some new folks this morning and i said to them there has never been a week with us where our schedule hasn't changed. So part of being an organizer is recognizing that the schedule is going to change and being okay with that. Like just rolling with it because we are going to fill up your schedule some other way. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just how it goes. Yeah. And bending and flexing and being okay with change. I mean, we are change agents. So if we can't, if we can't change, then there is no way we can uh, have, you know, assist our clients in developing that capacity to change. I call it changing with ease and grace, right? You know, going forward <laughs> with the flow, you know, or, 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 or sometimes with bourbon and stomping, but, but that's usually not in front of the clients. Yeah. <laughs> or crying and yelling in the case of the client, but uh, you know, everybody has to get out their own thing. But I like the way that you said that, you know, you have, um, better challenges as opposed to bigger challenges because we all think when we grow it's going to be a much huge much huge huge thing and but no it's just a, it's just a better a better thing for you to get through and i think the more that we get through these little challenges the better we are as entrepreneurs and the better we are as people and again the more we can assist our clients as we help them move and change through so um what what do you have to offer here i know that for my podcast everyone listening to the podcast always receives something so what's the betty brigade <laughs> that's a tongue twister by the way i was saying that in your intro as in the betty brigade okay so how what is the betty brigade like to offer to the listeners out there sure so um we have um an organizing tip of the week and so I can just show up in your inbox if you are interested in signing up for it. If you don't like to give out your, um, if you don't like to give out your email, like we're not, we don't spam you. We don't, it's just really simple. It's something you can read like in a minute, once a week, just to kind of keep you on track. If that's yeah. something that you're interested in, go to our website and sign up. 
Okay, and I'll put the link down below so you can do that. And yeah, it's, it's quick, easy tips. And, you know, sometimes you just need that little spark. It's like, oh, oh, socks. Oh, the sock drawer. I've never thought about that. Better go jump in there. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, oh, go on. Go, no, you go. No, I was going to say, you know, we're, we're wrapping it up with a little bow on top, but I'm sure there's something that I should have asked you that I didn't. Um, so what do you, what should we talk about? Anything else in your brain that you just want to mm -hmm. chew? Yes. So one of the things that um, I think a lot of uh, like potential business owners, if you're thinking about starting a business is like, there's this fate, this, this point where you're like, I am going to give up. Like this is, I am done. And people tell me all the time, oh, you're a successful business owner. And yes, I do have 15 employees and yes, I do have a steady income. And so in some in some circles that equates to success. I still look at myself and go, oh, wow, I have a long way to go. And um, even after 20 years, I have a long way to go. So um, think of it this way. If you are about to quit, it, what is it that you will do that makes you happier? If, if there is something that you will you can do, and I always think of, um, there's like this cartoon where this guy is like, he's digging in a cave and he's, he's like almost there. And you can see the other side of the cave, there's a treasure and he's almost there, but he's ready to quit. So like, how close are you to your goal? Um, Cause sometimes you give up and you're so close. You don't even know how close you are. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And, and what would you, what would bring you more joy? You know, what would you prefer to do? And if you think, well, nothing, I just love what I do right now. Well, then just keep at it, sister and mister, because it will, you know, perseverance is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. It is about perseverance. I was just talking to um, my husband and I just uh, did a, a retreat in the Anirondacks and, um, and for business owners with longevity, like, like, take those retreats, take those timeouts to like, really recharge yourself. But I was saying to her, because she's got this new business, I said, you're not going to make any money till you probably get to the like seven, eight, nine year mark. And she's like, oh, and I said, are you breaking even? She said, yeah. I said, then you're successful right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and she said, my husband doesn't love that. And I said, well, what else are you going to do? And I, I, you know, and she was like, I don't want to do anything else. I said, then keep at it. Keep, keep at, it. at it. Yeah. It'll always, it'll always come around. Uh, as long as your heart's in it and your intention is that this is what I love. I think it takes a long time to figure out what you love. You know, I know it took me 40 years to figure out what I should do when I grow up. <laughs> so I'm pushing yeah. 20 as well. I'm going into my actually be the 19th year in November. And, you know, but it takes a long time to figure that out. So if any of you are out there in corporate, not really happy, just think about what would you do for your friends or for others that you would just love to do that would make you feel really great? Because that's like the tip of what possibly could be the career that you create for yourself that gives you the freedom and the joy to, to really be you right? It's whatever brings, whatever. I find that whatever skills you're innately born with, don't you think this year, and if whatever skills you're kind of innately born with is kind of like your seed of greatness. And typically that's something that you love anyhow, because well, 
Well, actually, when I started, I made a list, two lists. I made one list of what am I good at? And the second list was what do I love to do? And I figured out where do those two join? And that's how I started my business. Mm -hmm. So, so what I'm good at is not always what I love to do. Right. Right. But, but it gives you that inch into the possible career for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found yeah. out I actually did the, uh, what color is your parachute, which is a similar thing, your skills, your loves, your passions, you know, that kind of thing. And it leads you right down the road of, oh, wow, I love change. Well, people don't like change. <laughs> so I said, I'll make a career about helping people like change and move through change with grace, right? And I think that's what you do too. Hey, talk a little bit about relocation before we end. Um, so what do you, what would be the tip if you had someone that was get ready to move across the United States or move to a completely different city? Do you have any tips that you would tell them as they're getting into I, relocation? Yeah, so moving across the country, um, the movers charge by weight and by distance. So the heavier stuff is gonna cost you more money. So record albums, books, big, heavy furniture, if you can leave those things behind, it will be cheaper for you to move. Good tip. Great tip. Yeah, think about you can always get a couch on the other end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might love your couch, but is it worth that much money to move it? So good tip. Well, Sharon, Absolutely. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I love what you do. Um, and you're an inspiration. I love what you do. <laughs> you know it all it all comes around in the organizing world doesn't it but that's why i love talking to organizers you know it, it floats my boat because we think similarly but we all have a different thing that's what i just love about our profession is that we all have our own little niche that we love to you know the, the specific people that we love to serve so thank you for your time it's been a pleasure as usual everybody check out get her tip every day it's a good tip and you don't have to do anything but just little one, one, two liners. So uh, have oh, that. It's, only, it's once a week, not every day. Okay. There <laughs> you go. You won't even get overwhelmed with that. So thanks, Sharon. I appreciate your time and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks, you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.